Thank you for tuning in to The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. I'm so excited to have one of my friends on as a guest today. Well, I'm technically here by myself, right? But she's on the phone and we're going to engage in dialogue. And one thing that I absolutely love about her is just the conversations that we have. They can go so deep and they're so insightful and... um I'm going to say it's not even because of me. It's really all her. She has a lot of good, uh, just ex- not just experiences, but when it comes down to just wisdom and uh, stuff like that, like she's absolutely amazing. And how I got to know my friend Kim is when I started to walk out of homosexuality 10 years ago and I reached out to someone and they put me in touch with Kim And Kim was my crutch for like two years. You know, I talked to her all the time and we need that. Right. When it comes down to mentoring, when it comes down to being able to help one another out of uh, well, through the struggles that we go uh, through, when it comes down to just needing that wisdom and that advice, especially from people who have traveled that path before you, it's so necessary. And I'm grateful to have Kim one today and to just pretty much shoot the breeze uh, and just chit chat, because I know that if our conversations are just edifying to me, I know that they'll be edifying to you. How are you doing, Kim? Doing well, Jessica. Thank you for having me. I'm so on your broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to have you on, yo. I really am. I really am. Um, so I guess just tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Kim. It's funny because that's how I always start off. But <laughs> I'm Kim. I am originally from Pittsburgh, PA. I live in Norfolk, Virginia. And um, I guess I'm just going straight into life because I feel like my introduction is weird right now. Okay. But um, <laughs> I, I live the... A secret life um, when I was in the, in the living that lifestyle of homosexuality was so crazy because I was in the Navy and didn't want anyone to know because at that time if if um, if you found if they found out you were uh, homosexual they kicked you out military and I wasn't trying to get out and I was in this weird place where well, I didn't, I'm not one that would say I thought I was born gay or something like that. I just kind of moseyed into the life. Mm. Um, I, when I, when I went into the life, um, into that lifestyle, I should say, I, my thing was not to go to church anymore because I was actually going to church. And my son at the time was probably seven and was bad. Like, he was a bad kid when he was little. <laughs> and uh, he told me, he said, Mom. Well, he would ask me if we can go to church. And I'd say, next, we'll go next week. And then he asked me the following week, and I would say the exact same thing. And then the third time, he said, but you said that. You said that last week, and you said that the week before. And then he said, Mom, when I don't go to church, I'm worse. And I was like, wow. oh, Lord, we need to go, like, right now. <laughs> From a five-year-old. That's crazy. <laughs> he was he was bad. He was really bad. It was really bad. And so, you know, it's, it's wild. But um, I was going to church, basically checking the box, you know, going out of obligation, not because I wanted to be there, but going because my son wanted to go to church. And I would fake it 
You know, mm-hmm. I would go and I, you know, I'd clap my hands and sing with everybody else and the pastor's preaching and preach, preacher is what I would say, preach, preacher, and take notes. <laughs> and then when we were done, you know, I went, I put everything in the trunk, my Bible, my notepad, and, um, and I didn't pull it back out until the following Sunday because I really wasn't in it. Yeah. But what was happening is it doesn't matter whether you're really in it or not. If you go into church, you really do hear what's being said. Um, you could try to ignore it all day long. And I did, you know. Um, but one day, it just hit me like, can you can't be in this lifestyle and expect to be able to serve God for real. And, um, and so I made a decision to leave my ex. It was crazy because I really loved that girl. But to follow Jesus. Yeah. And um, one of the hardest decisions that I had to make, uh, I probably cried forever about it. But it's I, hard. It's hard breaking it, up it with is, someone, right? It's super hard. Um, it, it, you know, people would say it must have been a little bit easier for you because my girlfriend at the time was um, from Canada. Mm-hmm. And I, I, listen, I flew, I, I don't know how many times a year I would go over there, but it was a lot. Wow. And you had that good pay, military money. Girl, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I mean, it was it was well, I spent a lot of money. I, I sold stocks and all kind of stuff. Wow, just being crazy, you know. Um, but we had fun. I will never say that you know living a life of sin was horrible. I had a ball. That's good. And, yeah. And and um, and then you know to to hear or feel that tug, mm. um, needing to you know can this is not your lifestyle, you know. Yeah. And it's like, oh, like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> like, what is this? You know, and then to make those steps to say yes to God yeah. and no to that lifestyle was, that was really, it was really difficult. I, I And I would never say that, it, you know, oh, yeah, it was easy. No, I don't care if she was in Canada. The only thing that made it easier, if anything, is that she lived away. So I didn't have to see her every day. Yeah. But because of social media. She was still we in close in, proximity. That's right. Yep. And we contacted each other still every day. And then it became blame game. It's your fault. It's this. And it was hurt. It was hurtful. And it was pain upon pain. But I had some people at my church um, that I would hang out with. Yeah. And, and and I didn't tell them. I didn't tell anybody. Even then when I was walking out. Um, I didn't share anything until I, I was going to a Bible study mm-hmm. and this one of the ladies um, had made this statement, hey, you know, if you are here and you're struggling with something and you, you don't want to struggle anymore, come up to the altar. Well, I went to the back. I wasn't going nowhere near the front. <laughs> Usually <laughs> we up there like trucking all the way up to the front, crying, tears, everything. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Because see, I'm, 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 I'll be private for that. Okay. And I, they didn't know at this, they, they didn't know that I was walking out of, out of life still. They just knew I was coming to Bible study, mm. you know? And one of the ladies, this is the craziest thing. She said, hey, Kim, come on up here. You got something to t- say for, to, to this lady that come, came up here. Mm. And I was like, I ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, 
I mean, I'm walking out of sin too. Like, I'm, I don't have nothing to say. She said, come on up. And I was like, I looked at, she said, when you open your mouth, the words will come out. I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> um, and, and the words that came out was, if I can walk away from homosexuality, you can walk away from the bottle. You know, and, yeah. um, and I thought at that moment, <sighs> that they were going to crucify me. That's how I felt. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's not what happened. You know, um, I will say that lady never touched the bottle again. Wow. And, and, um, and those ladies that were at that Bible study became a place of safety for wow. me. And they prayed for me and they would invite me to come over their house. And they understood why I was private because I was in the military. And I mean, they, they helped me out a lot, you know, yeah. I was so grateful. Yeah. What, what I, I find so many times that like people struggle with that one aspect. There's a lot of aspects we struggle with, but that one aspect uh-huh. of, I can't tell nobody. I can't tell right. you how many people I talk to and they're just like, I'm scared if I tell someone this is how they're going to act. And that's right. like, yeah, there are some people who will act ugly or just be like, oh, my God, and act like you're a leper. You know, and they're just like, oh, I need to stay away from you. You have cooties. But a lot of times that's the tactic of the enemy to keep mm-hmm. you by yourself. It is. But there are people like that. You know, when I yeah. when I um, I mean, I love my church. Lord knows I love my church and I've been there for a long time. But um, when we 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 had a Sunday, we called it Testimony Sunday mm-hmm. and we, we did um, cardboard testimonies. And 99% of the people at church was like, Kim, that was awesome what you wrote on your cardboard, right? Um, but there was one. What did you put like, on your cardboard? Um, so it's it's one side set free from, right? Or whatever, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But I put on there um, low self-esteem, uh, molestation, and then a, a few other things. And then uh lesbianism mm. and and this one person just kind of i mean some you know you know your normal greeting you see people you hug them hey yeah this lady looked at me turned around and walked away and i was like oh okay mm. all right you know but thank goodness there was 99 percent of the other people yeah that didn't act like that and so i agree with you that, you know it is a tactic of the enemy yeah. and you know I say this is I, what I just said right I saw her she saw me and then she walked away but who's to say that she really did see me that's good you know because you could I already felt some kind of way I already felt like okay these people are gonna treat me that way a bad yeah. way you know um, so I could have seen something my, my perception could have been off Mm-hmm. And that may have never been her thought because we didn't talk about it, you know, but right then I felt like, okay, now, and I, I don't think I've ever talked to lady since. Mm. So it could have been, you know, my right perception, but I don't know. Right. And I, I, I think that a lot of times we will create something that uh-huh. didn't happen, you know, right. And yeah. it'll cause us to stay away from church or people, uh, make justifications as to why we can't do X, Y, and Z, you know? Um, and 
you see that everywhere. Well, I don't want to go to of this course. church because, you know, there was an article about the pastor. You don't even know if it's true. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so, yeah. and, and there's so many things that keep us away, but that's good that you had that um, um, know-how to be like, you know what, this is what I saw, but it may not be exactly what was going on. What was going exactly. on in my mind, how I perceived it, may not have been how she perceived it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shoot, That's for different. for anything, she could have been struggling with it, but not at that point to where she's like ready to change or she knows someone and right. she's affirming and, you know, hey, that still ministers, you know? Right. It's wild, though. I think our perception, and then there's a lot of people um that I have encountered that will stay away from church because of that, you know, yeah. and it's like, I think there is a thing about maturity, right? When it comes to walking away from whatever your sin is, yeah. right? Whatever I say, you know, I mean, if you have a, a cake and you, you know, your problem is you eat too much cake. Yeah. You know, we don't want to be around people who are, I mean, this is just straight for real. We don't want to be around people who will correct us. Nobody mm -hmm. likes correction. Yeah. Right. We don't like that. We don't like accountability. That is not something natural that we we just run towards. We usually right. run away from accountability, mm. you know. But I think as we become more mature uh, in Christ, or even just to be able to say, you know what, I'm gonna stand up in this yeah. and me getting right. You know, I'm I may not be that mature, but I'm gonna make a stand. That I'm going to come in spite of what I think or what I perceive and just come and receive from, from God. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't do that. Right. I definitely yeah. feel you in that. So what what have been your struggles? Like, how long ago was this when you had this encounter with God? And what has been your struggle since then? So I'm thinking it's like 13, okay. 13, 14 years, maybe. Um, I'm, I'm not trying to count on my fingers, but, um, 2006, whenever that was, is when I walked away from the lifestyle. Okay. But, you know, it's like, I'm be 100 right here, you know? Yeah. Like this thing called homosexuality, if you're not careful, it's easy to slip back in there, even if it's mentally, Yeah. you know? Um, what do you mean by that? Things, meaning, by, like, it, we run to, to comfort zones. We we are human, and we like the security of whatever's going on, right? We just like to feel secure. Um, or we, you know, some people, they can go through, have issues, and they eat to try to cover up whatever they're feeling. Yeah. And a lot of people... Coping well, mechanisms. Just, yeah, I was just talking about me. Like... It is easy to, um, what's the codependency? You know, have have same sex relationships. Yeah, and you can eat without the other person even knowing. Yeah, you know, connect to them in a certain way that's unhealthy. Yeah, and I I think for me that that has been the challenge mm. as a single person. Um, not even sure if. Because dating isn't the thing, right? Our thing is, like, wholeness is the real deal. We want to be whole in Jesus, yeah. right? People think dating or, and nothing wrong with that, right? There's nothing wrong with but dating. But that's not the but goal. Some, right. And and people will 
will say, well, I, I just want to date. I just want to, you know, all those, like, those are fine at, in the right season of your life. Anything else to me is you're, you're looking for comfort. Right. So you're it's like, come oh, over. so it's like, yeah. if, if I date someone, then I'll stop doing this other thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll yeah. stop lusting after women if I start dating men. And it's like, no, that it doesn't. Yeah. You're, you're, like, you're lying. <laughs> that that stuff doesn't go away. You have to deal with every issue that you it. have, you know. Right. And you I have to deal with it. And I totally get that. I mean, I can't. I, I I've had several people who you know had come into my life, wanted to be my friend, and I just lusted after them so bad in my heart. You know, it's like I'm sleeping with them in my mind. They have no right. idea. They're just like, right. oh, we're having such a good time, Jessica, da, da, da. And I'm like, yo, like, I I feel like I'm doing the act, even though it's just in my mind. Even though right. I have this secret relationship with you in my mind, I'm lusting after you, like lusting after the flesh. Um, even though it's not happening physically, I feel right. like I am guilty, you know, right. of 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 this sin and and that is a real thing that it makes you want to stay away from people sometimes it can because i mean and that's what happens like isolation that's when isolation happens yeah because you start beating yourself up instead of saying god there's this place in me that i need fixed that's good you know help me open my mouth like it's our responsibility to go and say jessica i'm struggling in this area can you pray for me you know and to be accountable, really accountable. So when you think you're about to have a thought, you call somebody up and say, hey, I'm just going to say hi. You know, I, yeah. I, my thoughts weren't right. And I'm just trying to change, you know, what, what I'm thinking about. And I mean, really be honest and transparent. And, yeah. Uh, oh, I, people don't like that. You know, that naked and, and not ashamed thing. Yeah. When you can, when you can come and be... Strip down, bare, honest. I, I, I promise you, that's when God comes in and says, "I can, I can work with this." Amen. But often, oftentimes, we are somewhat honest mm. and not fully, and then you know we we get somewhat um, free, but then we're not fully. That's good, right? So I can free over here, but over here in my thought life. I'm I'm a I'm a wreck. Right. And and, and we feel so ashamed of that. Right. We we yeah, feel we ashamed do. of our uh of our thought life. We feel ashamed about it to where sometimes we're just like I don't want to sound like a broken record to right. other people. Right. And that's other, the thing. Yeah, other people have ministered to us. Um can you turn down the mic in my headphones real quick? Other people have been ministering to us for so long saying the same thing over and over again. Right. And they're, we think that they're thinking like, you know, Oh, they aren't getting it. And it's not necessarily that, but this is an ongoing thing that we got to walk out. It's a fight. It It, can be a fight. Yeah. But I think the fight comes when my flesh decides that I want to hang on and I hear God saying, let go. Mm. Then we wrestle you know, yeah. and it's like, just let go, just trust God in this, you know, and, and, and the shame part, the shame, it's so crazy because it's, I'm ashamed of what somebody else is going to think. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, are you like, 
what's your relationship with God like? Because if you if you can be like, God, here I am, and I'm ashamed because I'm like this, he, he'd be like, there's no need to be ashamed. Yeah. That's why I died. You know, mm. we are we, we're more worried about what what Joe Blow thinks over there than what God thinks of us. Yeah. Yeah. And what what breaks my heart is so often not it hasn't happened many times, praise God, but there's been several times when, you know, people have been sucked into religion uh-huh. and they try to apply a formula. Right. For deliverance, immediate right. deliverance. Yeah. And I don't we, we spoke about this before. I don't like and you don't like using the word deliverance. Right. It sounds like, you know, you sprinkle something on someone and poof, it's changed, yeah, yeah, you know, right. and it's it's not like that. You know, there's some people that says it is. Amen. Praise God. You know, uh, but it's not like that with me and a lot of other people that I know. And when that formula doesn't work and you've been applying that formula for weeks, months, years, so many people just say, you know what? I'm done. I'm done because this is making me suicidal. It's making me depressed. All of these things. I'm just going to embrace, quote unquote, who I am. You right. know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a journey. It's not. a. Now, I will say, just like you said, there are some people that come to the altar or go pray and God takes whatever it is away instantaneous. Yeah. But I, that's probably 2% of the people. Yeah. You know? And the other uh, 98%, it really is a journey. And, and, and I guarantee it's probably only in one area of that person's life. And, and for them, it's a journey, you know. Um, you know, the Lord may have come and, and listen, like, don't you say another cuss word. And the person doesn't cuss. That's mm. a miracle for some, for some people, Amen. you know. But for everybody else, it might be a journey. And they have slip-ups. Exactly. Um, you know. I'm not one to always throw out scriptures, right? But like, just my one of my favorite scriptures. I say it's my scripture is Galatians one, mm-hmm. right? Galatians five one, right? It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm. That's a thing right there. Then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Which means he's saying, hey, listen, like stand firm and. Don't go this way. Yeah. It's in there because people go that way. People <laughs> go back and they get, you know, that yoke of slavery, they go right back to it. They go, we go back to what's familiar yeah. instead of, because we are praying to a God we can't see. Mm. Right. And, and, and I can see you, Jessica. Well, when I'm, you know, yeah. when we're, when we're hanging out or whatever, I can see you. I can't see God. Mm. Right. And we, we don't have the mindset. Most of us don't have the mindset to say, when I need to see God, I'm going to pick up my word. Mm. You know, we don't think like that. That's true. We're That's just like, true. Okay. That, that person is familiar. This thing is familiar. Someone runs to the, to the familiar thing, which can be that bondage. Yeah. Instead of coming over and saying, okay, God, listen, this is where I am. You know, we, we don't, we don't run to that familiar. I mean, we don't, yeah, we don't, we run to the familiar thing. Yeah. We don't always run to God. And, um, it's, but that's, that's real, you know, and we have to, we, those that the Lord has come and, and, you know, we are being set free daily, right? Because 
I mean, oh my God, can you imagine for real using that word delivered, you know? Yeah. And then somebody sees you and you're just, you're, you're just being you. You're just, you know, and maybe just maybe you're not having your best day Mm. and they come and say, I thought you was delivered. Oh, that hurts right there. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I'm being free daily. I have to make this choice, a decision every day to live for Jesus. Yeah. The moment in that day that I don't think about it yeah. and I go off on somebody and now I got to go back and repent, but you won't know who's watching them. And now they see one act and they mm. take it, run with it. And now you're the biggest sinner ever. Hypocrite. Yeah, it's funny. I think we all could be hypocritical sometimes. Exactly. But But, I mean, I, I totally resonate with that. You know, um, sometimes I'm talking to people and they talk to me as if like they're imperfect and I'm perfect. And I'm like, sweetie, you don't know me. (laughs) Right. You know, and, um, you're right. Every day we have to choose to live for Christ, literally, you know, um, because we live in this world where we have the freedom to do whatever we want, whenever we want, although it's not good for us. And so um, it's making the right choices daily. And I don't make all the right choices daily, not at all. Um, I think something that I had to really get into my head because I got to, man, I, Over the past 10 years, I really struggled with just questioning God, like, God, are you going to do these certain things for me? Right. Because I was like, I don't want to be single. I want to get married. I want to have kids, all this stuff. And it really took me to a place of just depression because one year went by. Two years went by, three years went, and I'm after a while. You're questioning God, right? Just like the Israelites did, right? As they were walking into the promised land, walking to the wilderness, and we're questioning God. God, does your word like? Are you really gonna come through for me? And then you start questioning the Bible. Well, maybe like it happened for them back then, but God doesn't do it for people like me. Maybe he does it for pastors and preachers, but he's not going to do it for me. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I didn't put the formula together right, you know? Um, And then we just start to question God and to really get down. And what I had to realize, and I realized this like two years ago, was I had to tell myself, Jessica, you are putting the things you desire above God. You're, you've right. made those things an idol. So your desires for X, Y, and Z is above God and God is somewhere down below, you know? Right. And so my prayer had to shift from God, please do it for me. Where are you to God? Help me get to a place to where if you do nothing else for me, the fact that you have given me salvation, the fact that you have made yourself known to me is enough. Right. The fact that I get to inherit the kingdom of God is enough. And I shifted my prayers to that. And when I changed my perspective and I was just like, okay, all right, God above everything else, everything else is secondary. You know, God is, God is the prize. He's the prize. The stuff isn't the prize, but God is the prize. When I began to you know, daily pray for my thought process regarding that stuff to shift, I started to feel better. 
Right. You know, and I think a lot of times, you know, and I still work on that in other areas. A lot of times we need to have proper perspective. Otherwise, we kind of just spiral out, you know. Yes, it's easy. That's that's good. And when you were talking, um, it just I don't know why, but it made me think about the prodigal son, you mm-hmm. know, where he had everything, but he wanted more. I want my inheritance kind yeah. of guy, you know, and and his daddy gave it to him. Here, go take it. And he went and did whatever with it, you know. Um, and I would imagine this is just me thinking, you know, he, he probably had that same thing. Like, God, like I thought getting my inheritance would be the thing, you know, and just yeah. like some people who walk out of like the homosexual like, you know, I thought walking out would be good enough. Yeah. But nothing. I don't see anything changing, you know, and, and really we do have to come to that place where we're like, hold on. I still have this mentality, you know, of swine, you know, me chilling with, chilling with the pigs. I don't wasted all this stuff. Yeah. Although we, it may not be something that we wasted, but we haven't let our mind be transformed yet, you know? Yeah. And, and in, in some case, like in some areas, um, our mind has ha, may have been transformed, but maybe not in this area. You know, I don't trust God in this area yet. Right. And you know, and then they they have to come to themselves and say, you know what, yo, like everything I need is in the Father's house. You know. Exactly. And uh, you know, and then we go back and say, okay, God, listen, I messed up, and He takes us right there and just as we are, and um, man, and and things begin to happen because we had a change of mind. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's yeah. definitely true. Um, so I want to ask you this question. And I used to definitely ask myself this question, too. In spite of your hardships, because like we were talking about before, it's easy to go back. Right. Yeah. Um, and so many people choose to turn and say, you know, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back into a same sex relationship because I think that that will fulfill me. Why haven't you turned back in spite of everything that you've been through? Jessica, I've been through some stuff. What have you been through? I've been through some stuff. So, I mean, you know, we we are in the season of coronavirus, you know, and and so when the coronavirus started, what, back in March, March 2020? Is it 2020? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, my dad passed away April of 2020. Yeah. Um. I had a cousin pass away right after that, or maybe right before that. Um, just recently in July, my son passed away. September, my grandmother, September, I think September, my grandmother passed away. In October, a cousin passed away. It's been hmm. one of the hardest seasons of my life. Yeah. Now, I'm going to pause and say there was a time when I would run if 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 I were to transplant me from this this season to maybe six years ago. Mm. No doubt, I would have ran to some 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 crazy comfort zones. I believe. I mean, just I believe. In this season, it is super hard. Wow. And I don't know how anybody could ever make it without Jesus going through this kind of stuff. Um. When my son passed away, I felt like I lost my purpose. I I was, I was like, God, I, I have no idea like what I'm supposed to do. I don't know. But I know this. I know I trust you. 
and I'm going to trust you in this. Yeah. And um, and I think for me, like I, I have to have peace. And there is no peace chasing other comfort zones. Mm. There is no peace over there. You know, I've tried it and there's no peace. Yeah. But but there is a peace that I have that I don't understand. I'm not saying that I don't have days that I don't cry. Yesterday, I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I had tears streaming down my face because I miss my son. Yeah. More than I miss my dad. And I love my dad, but my son, I carried that knucklehead for nine months. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, man, I, you talking about something... Like, if I ever question my, my faith, if I ever question my salvation, um, my answer came when my son died. Because mm. I say, there's I, there's no way I could make it without Jesus. No way. And there, there I mean, a serious, seriousness happened. You know, people lose their mind losing their sons or their daughters. People literally are on medication daily because their child has passed away. Yeah. And I'm like, God, you you're all I need right now. I mean, I, I thank you for all everybody who has come to, you know, hey, we got you because you really do need people. Yeah. Right. This is a, a season where it's easy to isolate because of pain. But this has been a, a season where I'm like going, Jesus, I am holding on to you like I've never held on to you before. Yeah. Because Everything else will fail me. Mm. Now, some of that may just be head knowledge, and a lot of it is real heart knowledge. You know, like, God, I know that without you, I ain't making it. I see examples all over the place. Yeah. And I can't do it without them, Jessica. No yeah. way. No way. And so I make it because of the relationship that I have built. Like, I have something to stand on, you know? I'm not saying that I live a perfect life. Lord knows I don't, and I need Jesus in those places where I'm not perfect. But in that relationship that I've built with God, I trust him enough to say, I know you got me, and I know you're not going to leave me. And I can, I, I still feel like my purpose is, has been stripped because I, I, know, I know how to be a mom, mm -hmm. and I know how to be a mom to my son. You know what I mean? Um so what, whatever the next plan is, and, and I, I have some ideas, but I'm 100% certain, I just know I'm going to just stand and and wait and move. And, you know, like yeah. there's this thing of when I say wait, I'm listening, I'm praying, but I still have to keep moving. That's good. You know, I don't want to become stagnant because of pain. I want to keep going. Lord, what, what is it that you have for me? And I believe that as I take steps, whatever, you know, I'm going to take a step. I'm just going to keep on going to church on Sundays. I'm a volunteer. I'm going to do those things that I know I need to do. If I'm struggling, I'm going to call somebody, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, I'm just going to keep moving forward until I know what my next steps are. Because right now I don't know. Yeah. You know, right now, I'm, I, I, I mean, that's honest. Like, I just yeah. don't know. But I'm just gonna keep walking, and 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 I make it because of my relationship that I've had with Jesus. Mm. I don't question. I don't. I've I've never questioned 
Well, I know, and I guess the reason why is because I, I I know that I, that why will be answered. Yeah. Maybe when I when I die, you know. Mm. Um. But my my faith, my the hope is, is that I'm gonna go and be with Jesus too, and yeah. I'm gonna see my son one day. Yeah. And so, if my son is in my future, I'm okay. Mm. He just he just moved. He moved someplace where there is no phone, and I'll be all right. <laughs> I yeah. know where he is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's no doubt. I have my, I, thank you, Lord, that I had a little crazy little boy that said, I can't, I'm going to be, I'm going to be worse mm. if I don't go to church, you Amen. know, because he knew, he knew at a young age that Jesus was his answer, mm. you know? And I know for a fact that as an adult, Jesus was still his answer. Yeah. So I don't have questions as where my son is. And I just have to continue to live my life so I can go see him again. Mm. And so there's something about the hope, you know, that eternal hope that I have that one day I'm going to see Jesus. Yeah. And then and then there's something about that, that internal peace that I have from this external God, you know, or from Jesus who lives in internal. It's crazy, but yeah, that's how I make it. Uh, just listening to you speak, what kept coming to my mind was all other ground is sinking sand. Yeah, me too. That's what I really was singing it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot how the song went. Uh, But I just is built on nothing less than Jesus blood and righteousness. I will not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus name on Christ. The solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Amen. Amen. And that's that's definitely true. And as we continue to walk with God, we realize that all other ground is sinking sand, you know, and so it always draws us back to the Father. And so when stuff just comes our way, continues to come our way, we're reminded that all other ground is sinking sand. Amen. Amen. If if you were to give advice, I want you to speak to the people right now. Uh, A lot of my viewers, there's some people who are parents that are listening, but the majority of uh, my listeners are people who are uh, listening to the voice of God tell them that that living this lifestyle is not for them and that he has something better for them. And God is calling them to walk out of homosexuality. What advice would you have for them? You know, it's funny. I was I was talking to my niece about a young lady that I had mentored years ago. And um, <laughs> this this young lady was, she had just bought a house. Um, she and her girlfriend just bought a house, or a fiancé at the time. They, they were moving in the house. They were about to get married. And God spoke to her and told her to come away from that relationship. And I think every single time she called me, she said, I quit. I'm, I can't do it. And my only thing to her, because we can get real spiritual, Mm. I said, what, what's the reason? Like, why, why did you call me in the first place? I called because God said, and so I was like, remember what God said, because Mm. it's easy to get frustrated with. It doesn't seem like things are changing. It doesn't seem like things are changing, but if God said it, remember, he's going to do it, you know? And Always, like always have somebody that you can be transparent with, an accountability person. It may not be your best friend. You know, it might it might be somebody who 
the Lord highlights to you to go and talk to, but you're afraid because you you don't know what they might say. Yeah. I say, I say, go talk to them anyway. You know, um, be selective of who you talk to. Don't yeah. talk to the person who is going to that may be in a struggle that's going to tickle your ear, because if if they're not about you changing, or if they're like. You know, if maybe maybe they don't love God the way you do. They're not going to give you that kind of God advice. Yeah. Um, so be careful of who you talk to. Find somebody that you really, really, really trust. And then talk to Jesus. Yeah. Like read your word and talk to God. Because we change because we read the word. It's, it's And I don't understand the exchange. But I do know that the more I take Jesus in, the more I become like Jesus. Mm. And so we cannot omit reading the word. Yeah. We, it transforms our life. And like I said, having somebody that you can really talk to, somebody that you really trust, yeah. that it doesn't matter how ugly it looks or how ugly it sounds or, you know, it, it might be, man, I'm trying, but I keep falling. Yeah. You don't want somebody that's going to say, man, like, I don't even know why you're trying. It ain't going to work. No, you want somebody that's going to say, keep on trying. Keep on getting up. Yeah. Keep, because Just like a baby. When a baby learns how to walk, Jessica, they don't just get up and walk. They get up and they fall until their legs are strong enough to yeah. carry them. That's good. You know, and we have to build that, I so to speak, spiritual muscle. You know, mm. we have to get to know God enough to say, I'm not, I'm going to run. I'm going to flee from sin, you know? But if we don't know that the word says flee from sin, we ain't going to flee from it. Right. You know, so we have to you get have to, to know the word yeah. and be transformed by that word. That's good. And, and yeah, just know, know somebody that you can really trust that's going to give you good advice. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for that. I had a wonderful time talking with you. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Like I always love talking to you. <laughs> Me too, my friend. Always. At the bottom of this video, we're going to have uh, links, uh, information on how you can get in touch with Kim. Um, but thank you so much for tuning in to The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle. If you want to get in touch with me, as usual, www.loveatthecross.com. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in to The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast.